0: Before we get started with today's episode, do I have some exciting news to share with you. I finally get to introduce to you my brand new course, Kickstart. Are you an educator that's been thinking about leaving the classroom, or maybe you just need to refresh your skills, or maybe you've been trying to transition and you're getting nowhere? Then this is the perfect course for you. With seven modules over seven days, you'll explore the possibilities beyond the classroom, Understand your skill set and deep dive into your resume and professional profile to make sure it stands out. Plus, you're going to learn which essential business tools and communication tools you need to succeed on the first day of your new job. Crush your imposter syndrome and finally, finally figure out if leaving teaching is your best career decision and it's only going to cost you $99. One of my early bird students told me that the first day of Kickstart, the checklist I give you is worth $99 alone. Head over to carryconover.com backslash
1: Carrie to enroll now and kickstart your new career. Welcome to the Classroom to Boardroom podcast. If you are a teacher or administrator looking to change careers, you are in the right place. There can be many reasons an educator is ready to leave the classroom, boredom, Burnout, pressure from parents and administrators—the list goes on and on. If you are ready to move on from teaching, there are many roles in which you can use your teacher skill set to have a positive social impact and set yourself up for a fulfilling and rewarding career. Now, let's meet your host, Carrie Conover. Carrie is a veteran educator and edtech corporate leader turned founder and CEO. So, grab your notepad because your new journey outside the classroom starts right now.
0: Welcome back to the Classroom to Boardroom podcast. Today, we have another success story. We just have success story after success story these days. Today, I am joined by Alyssa, who is a fourth grade teacher turned sales guru for an ed tech company. Alyssa, welcome to the Classroom to Boardroom podcast.
2: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I loved that little introduction, guru. I'll take it. Yes.
0: <laughs> Already, I consider you a guru and I consider you a friend. It has been so fun to watch your journey, and we are both in the Chicago area, but we have not met yet. So we need to make sure that happens soon.
2: Yes, absolutely, we do.
0: It's funny how many people are in the Chicago area. I think we need to have like a Chicago classroom to boardroom meetup. So let's put that on our to-do list.
2: Oh my gosh. Yes. I would love that. That would be so much fun.
0: So we need, we have Olivia, we've got Lexi, they both are Mm -hmm. working for Scholastic. We have you, the list goes on and on. Jessica comes to town every once in a while. So I will get on that. But Alyssa, for now, let's talk about your journey. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your career story?
2: Yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, I'm a little bit on uh, the younger side of teaching. So I I wasn't one that taught for, you know, 20 plus years and then decided to transition. So um, I actually graduated when I graduated from college, I got a job right out as a fourth grade teacher. And that's where I stayed. Um, so I actually taught my first year in an, the normal year. And then right up until March, that was when COVID hit. So I had a little bit of that Um, crazy first year of teaching, and then COVID hit, which made everything a little bit crazy. Um, But then after that, I continued teaching. I stayed in fourth grade for another two years. And then after that, um, I actually had a a coworker that kind of introduced me into the world of ed tech. Um, And it was never something I really thought about doing in, in, in terms of leaving teaching, um but i think it it was one of those things where i was like if there's any time to make a change it would be now um and i could always you know go back and so i kind of started exploring a little bit more into the edtech world and uh looked up some different opportunities and um i made the very uh the very big decision to make sure that i finished up my school year before trying to start to transition out. So I finished up my school year and told my school I wasn't coming back. And then I looked for probably about four or five months. And then I found a job at the end of August. And that's where I'm at now.
0: That was a little nerve wracking for you, but how did you handle that? How did you prepare for the fact that you were gonna make that definitive decision, I'm not coming back?
2: Yeah, definitely. And it was, it was really nerve wracking. I think for me, I just, I had a really, um, big respect for, for my coworkers, for my school. I had a great administration and I just knew, and I know some people do it differently. Some people like will leave in the middle of the year and, and I totally respect that as well, but I just felt like for me, I wanted to make that decision, um, for, for myself and also to give my, uh, coworkers and administration time to, to find my replacement. So I knew no matter what, um, I knew I wanted to transition, and once I made that decision, I figured I knew I would be okay You know, if I went a few months um, still trying to find a job. So it was definitely difficult, but um, I, I felt like it was the right thing to do for myself.
0: I remember talking to you when you had made that decision,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I think you were nervous, but you had faith, and you really did believe mm-hmm. in yourself, and I think that comes across in the interview process when you do have that inner confidence why don't you talk a little bit about that process of knowing that, okay, I really do want to do something other than teaching.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. And it's so funny. I think, I think I didn't know that I wanted to do anything other than teaching. Um, I feel like, we go into education and that's like our box that we're put in and it's like a forever career. Um, but I was thinking about it and I feel like people in other careers change jobs all the time. Yes. Um, but for some reason, teachers, it's, it's like a crazy idea if you want to make a change. Um, but I call those
0: the apple handcuffs, by the way, <laughs> yeah. instead of the golden handcuffs, I call them the apple handcuffs.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. It does. It feels like we're kind of put in a box. And so once I started realizing, um, That, and again, it wasn't that I didn't, I loved my students and I really did enjoy teaching, but I felt like my students were my favorite part of it. And um, if that was my favorite part, I knew I could work with kids in another way. Um, So I just kind of wanted to challenge myself a little bit. I I felt I'm a pretty competitive person. I played sports growing up and all in college, and I always had this internal drive to do the best I can. And so I kind of just wanted to see if there were other jobs out there where. Um, you know, my hard work paid off. Um, and I knew I liked working with people in making a difference in education. So looking at edtech kind of felt like the best um, the best opportunity for me to do that. Um, and so that's kind of what ultimately made me um, think about a different career. Um, and I, I'm very happy with it.
0: Now, very interesting. You're not the only classroom to boardroom graduate that played college sports. What sport did you play in college?
2: Yeah, so I actually, um, I played soccer and basketball growing up and I actually was gonna play at Colorado State. I committed to play there, um, but then I switched before I went to college and I ended up playing at um, the University of Illinois. Um I played, I played club soccer there. I, I played on the the women's team for about half a semester and then I switched to club because it was a little bit more manageable with school. Yeah,
0: it's pretty yeah. intense.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. It was really intense, but it was awesome. It was the perfect balance of being able to play competitive sports and then also have other things to do as well. So In your
0: life, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a theme that there's quite a few classroom to boardroom people that play college sports, and a lot of them go into sales. So I do yeah. think there is a little bit of that competitiveness <laughs> that translate uh, yeah. translates over. Um, so in this process, you've been you know at it for a few months now, Mm-hmm. How's the guilt been? Have you felt any guilt about leaving teaching?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think I felt a lot of the guilt um, when I first started my transition, especially coming to the end of the school year. Um, for me, I I just had the best group of coworkers. I had a really supportive administration, and so when you look at it that way, it's like, well, why are you leaving? And so I felt a lot of guilt in that way, and also leaving my my students and my community. So. I really did feel a lot of guilt, but at the end of the day, I knew I kind of just had to do what was best for me. Um, And I'm really grateful that I had a really supportive group of coworkers. And once I told them that I was thinking about exploring other options, they actually really encouraged me to do so. So um, yeah, I'm really, really grateful for that. And now I don't feel as guilty anymore. You know, it's been, I've had some time in my role, um, but I still think think about and keep in touch with some of my coworkers and, and things like that.
0: It's funny. I was just having a conversation with my daughter who's in sixth grade.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We were just talking about something that felt like a big emotion. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just telling her how time is always on your side when things feel big. Like when you're yeah. in the moment, cause it was like a Friday afternoon. I'm like by Monday morning, this feeling will like be gone. Mm-hmm. And Um, I think that's so true about the teacher transition process. When you're in the thick of all of this, it feels Mm -hmm. so heavy, but once you're like right on the other side of it, it's like deep breath. Okay. Move Mm -hmm. on with my life. Like, and the the kids move on and the school moves (laughs) on and, you know, maybe there's tears on your last day, maybe not, but like everybody moves on.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think, I think that was the biggest thing I realized is that I think a lot of teachers or you know people in general decide not to leave solely because of that guilt but at the end of the day it you got to do what's best for you and everyone else is um gonna do what's best for them too so absolutely yeah it it does feel really big when it's happening but yeah
0: i know i think that's one of the things as i get older you know one of the things i've really realized about life is that people think about themselves first like not in a selfish or bad way (laughs) but like People aren't thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves most of the time, you know, and how to navigate this world. And so you should also think about yourself, you know, and how you should navigate this world.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So
0: let's talk about going from being a teacher to getting that first job. What are some of the steps you take? What are some of the steps you took? And what are some of the things that really helped you be successful?
2: Yeah, for sure. So I think um, I was, again, really lucky. I actually had a coworker that I worked with um, alongside of me in fourth grade who wanted to make the transition as well. Um, And so we kind of had our own support system there. Um, And so, but I think what I did do, I did listen to tons of podcasts, um, including yours, um, which was super helpful. I just wanted to get a better understanding of um, the different types of roles out there and what what other transitioning teachers did along the process. So that was super helpful for me. Um, and then of course, LinkedIn teacher, teachers, you know, never use LinkedIn and then LinkedIn became like my best friend. So yes. <laughs> really had to get on there and, um, update my, uh, LinkedIn and, um, just get used to, to the platform in general. Um, I definitely had to update my resume. I actually had some help with updating my resume and cover letter um, just to make it um, translate more to some of those more business roles. And then I definitely reached out to any connections I possibly could, um, people I knew who maybe had transitioned um, just to get as much advice as I could. Um, And then something else I also found helpful was there were – Uh, people that were recommended to me that actually helped transitioning teachers um, uh, as well. Um, And so I attended a few EdTech job fairs that were virtual. So those were were helpful as well. And then, of course, I ended up joining Classroom to Boardroom. And I think that was probably one of the most helpful pieces of my transition. Um, It just helped me learn so much more about the process, um, where where I could maybe transition into in terms of sales, customer success. Um, and then that's where I actually found like my community. I felt like with everything else, it was kind of on my own. Um, but C2B was really helpful in terms of uh, having a community to reach out to, so.
0: That makes me very happy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It, it really was. And, um, you know, I'm so grateful that I was able to join it and learn a lot and meet everyone that is so wonderful um, in the process.
0: And it's so crazy because we're all still connected. That's yeah. I, I yeah. think I feel like I say that every time, but we all are still connected in this amazing web of classroom to wardroom. Um, and a lot of you still give back to the community, which I really appreciate. So, mm-hmm. um, so looking back on your new career so far, how do you think you've grown or changed the most professionally so far?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I've definitely grown a lot in my new role. Um, I think I've gained a lot of confidence in myself that. Mm-hmm um, that I really can do anything that, that I want to do, which has been eye opening. And then I've also been able to tap into skills that I've, um, that I had in teaching, but I never really had to use. Um, and so it's been a really cool, um, way to explore some of my other skills that I have, but then also on the flip side, I felt like teaching gave me so many skills that are so valuable for my career now. Um, so I think that's just kind of what made me really good at my job is, um, honing into the ones I developed in the past, but also some of the new ones that I've had. Um, and then I've also just learned to to take risks and make mistakes and to have a growth mindset in my career. Um, everything I'm doing, I just, I want to keep learning and growing. Um, and I think I have that ability to do it in this career. With teaching, I felt a little limited in where I could grow, but I really do feel like I can, I can, uh, I can grow and learn a lot in my new career. So
0: So tell me about that career. Um, Like, what do you currently do in your day-to-day responsibilities?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, so I actually, I work in sales as an ed ed tech company. Um, And so my job uh, right now is primarily prospecting um, different schools and districts um, and trying to find leads and help push them through the sales funnel um, to develop partnerships um, with these different um, schools and districts um, with our product. So
0: I know classroom to boardroom definitely helped you with that because I make everyone go through two modules about Mm -hmm. sales and funnels because that is at the heart of every ed tech company, whether we want to Mm -hmm. believe it or not, um, ed tech companies have to make money.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. No, that's what I was thinking
0: that transition and starting that job.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the modules specifically were really helpful um, in some of the videos and the resources that were we were able to use um, in there. And then also just giving me a general sense of um, what sales was like. And um, because I was initially very intimidated by it, I think a lot of teachers are. Um, but it was really helpful to kind of have that background because I think no matter where you go in an ed tech company, you do have to have some of that sales knowledge. So yeah, yes. CW definitely gave me, um, helped me with that.
0: I think some of my favorite times with you are in our one-on-one sessions. You did do a couple one-on-one sessions with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're one of those people, Like as soon as I talked to you, I'm like, you had done a lot of interviewing when you came oh, to, yeah. to boardroom. And you were like, is this ever going to happen? I'm like, yes, it is. Like, I knew it was going to happen for you. You had the right skill set and and you had the right personality for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm glad you stuck with sales. It, it's so hard because... I think a lot of times teachers are like, well, I'm quieter or, you know, I'm kind of introverted. And like you and Olivia actually have a a lot of, I I can't, I can't explain this, but to me (laughs) you and Olivia are the types of people when you first meet you, you might not think, Oh, you guys would be salespeople, but you're really good at it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think, yeah, it is. It's very intimidating to a lot of teachers. I think they like skip sales and go straight to customer success, but yeah. um, Yeah. I, I, I was completely blown away by, how uh, different sales actually was and the reality of it. And I I think a lot of teachers shouldn't look past it because I think um, we really are, uh, would be great at it.
0: You know, I came through customer success and I've Mm -hmm. done a lot of sales. And I will say like, in some ways, I think customer success is emotionally more draining. Mm -hmm. Now in sales, you get told no more or the phone hung up on you or you don't hear back from people. But in customer success, you have to deal with like people's problems and panicking and oh, yeah. roadblocks and this isn't working and that isn't working. So um, I think if you're trying to avoid conflict <laughs> or uh, tough conversations, uh-huh. uh, you're not going to avoid that in customer success either.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely not. You know, I, I work with closely with some of our customer success uh, people as well, and yeah, no, it's. I mean. There's no no way you're gonna avoid that conflict. so it's definitely better to keep a bit of an open mind.
0: Let's talk about soft skills that you need to use in your job. So soft skills are I always think of them as like your personality, the things you're kind of like mm-hmm. naturally good at. and hard skills are things that you've been more trained on. So can you talk about in your job the various soft skills and hard skills that you've realized that you're using uh, frequently?
2: Yeah, definitely. And, and I think the soft skills do come more naturally to teachers, which is why I do think that was one of the reasons I, I am successful in my role. Um, but yeah, in terms of soft skills, uh, being good communicators, I mean, that's like the basis of my job every single day. Um, so, um, just having active listening skills, I mean, um, being, having to talk to people constantly and really hearing what they have to say, I feel like that's, um, in our blood as teachers and in, in terms of, um, you know, what we do on a day-to-day basis. Um, being organized, I feel like that's a huge part of my my job. I have yeah. to be organized um, and have strong time management um, if I'm going to, um, you know, get everything that I need to be done. Um, and then By also- the way, you
0: are very organized and <laughs> very, very, have really good time management. And I know that because you did some work for Classroom to Boardroom for me yeah. when you were searching for a job. And I mean, I picked up on that right away, which is why I hired you, but I, I
2: can, I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, um, I do like to be organized and, and, uh, I focus on my time management, but yeah, so I think those are, are some of the big ones. And then, um, one of the nice things I do feel about sales is with some of those hard skills, um while they might seem a little bit daunting you can i feel like i really did learn a lot of these once i got started with my role so it's not like something that you can't do but i think some of those hard skills are just having strong product knowledge so knowing you know the product that you're selling is and the value that it brings is is obviously nice. key um yeah. sales cycle um but of course classroom to boardroom kind of helps uh, prepare you for that um, And I think one of the other biggest ones is probably just like navigating some of those platforms that are used in sales. Um, That was very new to me. Um, But again, I think um, those are all skills that you can learn once you're on the job.
0: I think of you and I think of Julia, um, who we're going to have on the podcast here soon that recently Mm -hmm. got a job. Both of you, when you did a job interview, researched the heck out of the product in the company and that really helped you in the interview. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think if you're getting ready to go into an interview, if you get an interview, you better know that product inside and out.
2: Oh yeah, no, definitely. That, that was huge, especially for sales. Um, yeah. And just interviews in general, I am, I am such a preparer and I don't think there's any harm in over preparing. Um, and so I definitely did uh, prepare as much as I could in terms of the product, but then also, yeah, just being prepared for your interview and having you know talking points. I think um, I think you'd be surprised. I found uh, people that don't prepare. It always baffles me when they realize, oh, that didn't go very well. And I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> yep. it is good to prepare for some of those those interviews. It, it there's no harm in it. So yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, okay, so any advice, I guess, let's wrap up with any final advice that you have, like, for teachers transitioning into a role at an education company, and then just final thoughts or any advice.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And I think the transition for teachers is going to be different for everyone. Um what might have felt long for me maybe isn't long for others, and you know, maybe it's short for others, I'm not sure, but it is definitely uh, a little bit taxing and it is exhausting. Um, so, I think it's just important to find that community and find people that are going to support you, such as classroom to boardroom, um, just because it's so much easier when you have people behind you. I think that's like one of the biggest things um, that really helped me. Um, and then, something else, and I, I don't know, maybe this is unique to me, but I felt like Um, something that was important to me was not jumping on the first opportunity that I got in terms of a job. Um, I was offered, you know, other jobs through my process and they just didn't feel right for me. And so I wouldn't be afraid to, um, turn something down just because I wanted the culture and the role to, to be the right fit for me. So, um, you know, if that's important to someone else too, then it's okay to say no to opportunities that don't feel right. Um. But yeah, and then just having some compassion too. I think I was pretty hard on myself along the way, um, but it is a hard transition. And just trying to give yourself grace and through the process and stay focused on what you're trying to uh, accomplish. And I think any teacher can do it.
0: You know, I'm having a total flashback. I (laughs) forgot about this, but the first time we met, you had told me I just turned down a job at company XYZ. Yeah, and I was like, Thank <laughs> "God, you did! I would yes. not have wanted you to work at that company. <laughs> I know too much about that yeah. company, and it would not have been a place that I would wanted wanted you to work." Which that's a very short list for me. I kind of have my list of places that I, you know, wouldn't don't like my classroom to boardroom to classroom to word room students to go to. I don't yeah. say that list publicly, but um, for my students, I will. And when you told me that, I'm like, you made the right gut decision. You did the right thing listening to your gut. So I think yeah, you know, having that grace, but also listening to your gut, um, I mm-hmm. think is just such a great way to end this podcast and a great totally. message to send.
2: Yeah, I love that. It really does come come down to trusting your gut and what feels right for you. So I love it.
0: Well, Alyssa, thank you so much for coming back and uh, being an alumni and a supportive alumni. Um, And I know we will have you visiting us in our new community that we're launching. And so um, you don't be a stranger.
2: (laughs) Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited I got to share a little bit about my story. And yes, I'm so excited to hear um, and see what's next.
0: If you want to learn more about Classroom to Boardroom or our community, head on over to CarrieConover.com. And until next time, hang in there.
1: Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Classroom to Boardroom podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Classroom to Boardroom podcast.